Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Chiropractic wants to help you if you feel like you are living in a constant state of fight or flight as a mom. Her passion is to make moms feel better and knows how to help your nervous system get back into a state of calm and healing. Their staff love kids and babies and will hold yours while you get seen. Call 972-895-4655 to book your appointment or go to t3chiropractic.com. Mention that you heard about them on the Gather Moms podcast, and your first appointment is only $65. Now, back to the show. Hey, moms. Welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. And y'all, we are in the final episode of our Mind Your Motherhood season. We should all get a certificate. (laughs) You've made it. You are officially a mom for all seasons. But we've walked through all the seasons, you know, from start or pre-start to finish, and I'm so glad I cannot think of a better way for us to finish out this season by having on the OG of Gather Moms. Yes, ma'am. The like VIP <gasps> of the whole thing that we're doing that started this whole vision. I'm sad I didn't bring my cowbell for this. I <laughs> <laughs> should have been able to ring it. The one and only Marsha Mason oh, goodness. is with us on the Girls. podcast today. Welcome, Marsha. Stop. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Can't okay, stop, but, won't stop. But seriously, can we just talk about your, you, you kind of passed it along to the second generation where we picked up Gather Moms from. Will you tell us just a little bit about how that happened? Yes. Uh, back, back in the day, and this was many years ago, uh, Tammy Shoemaker and I uh, met with a small group of mamas at La Madeline's for two or three years um, that we just met and talked about family traditions, family values, uh, being intentional as parents. And uh, Tammy had some resources that she put together. I added to that. And uh, we just met with young moms who uh, wanted to look at the season ahead of them, and, and we were those moms. Yeah. And so that's how it started. So, and Jenny Worsham and I were in that group, mm-hmm. and we left that going, huh, this should keep going. This was really good. <laughs> Other moms need this. And so, so thankful for you. And for our moms that don't know you, they could... If we showed them a picture of you, they will say, we have seen that woman yes. a million times because you're in all of our graphics, everything. They just don't know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And when I showed up at that photo shoot, I thought, hmm, they needed a generational, <laughs> <laughs> they need a generational, um, a setting for generational people here. And, and tag, I'm, thank you for I'm being her. that yes, person. Yes. Well, because it. a lot of people don't know that our gather moms loved it. resources mm-hmm. are for you know, so many people think it's just for like moms of preschoolers or moms with kids in their home, but we have resources for launching and for grandparenting, right. which we call legacy, which you right. helped write legacy yes. of love. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it's just important for us to represent in our pictures, 
That's who right. all is part of this? <laughs> and so, I loved it. It was such feel, a fun day. I feel day. a little tiptoeing happen. Yeah. Listen, no shame. <laughs> We're all there, and you are gorgeous it yes, was and a beautiful. Fun day. It yes. was a fun day. And you made it fun. You did. So uh, last episode, we had our friend Susan on, and she talked about launching our kiddos into adulthood. And so we're so thankful to have you on to kind of talk about the next season of life, which is those kids are now adults, and then they start having children of their own. So the grandparenting season. And it's the best ever. Really? It's the best ever. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Good. Okay, so you have a really cute grandma name. Will you tell us where it came from, what your grandma name is? I will. My grandmother name is Precious, and then it evolved to Preshy, and now it's just Presh. And so the my three grandkids will now say that if there's another one and it evolves to something else, it'll just be Pra. <laughs> pra. So, but I'm staying at Presh. <laughs> uh, but it originated, this is a crazy story, and um, but... There's a sweet little family, the DeWeese family, which is now Christy Francis. But I met Christy when she was four. Fast forward to Christy now being married and having her own children. Allie Claire, who's now 17, I think, Uh um, when she was six weeks old, they were at our house after a late point Christmas, um, Christmas Eve service. And Allie Claire was, we were holding her, just a sweetheart. And Carrie and I needed to pick our grandparent name for this sweet girl because we were so enmeshed in our families. And uh, so we decided that night that we'd be Precious and Pops. Oh. And, oh. Yeah. And so Cute. Allie Claire originally named us, and then Lainey Kate, who was next, uh, started calling me Preshy. And uh, then Mason and Palmer and Perry came along, and here we so are. So you yeah. were a, a grandmother before you <laughs> had grandchildren of your own biological kids. I, I, I was. What a great, the, what a, I mean, this origin. isn't the point, but a great word to say to us that you can impact families, whether they're biological or not. Yeah. Yeah. So grandmas, find you a grandkid, yeah. even if it's not your own. What ha- like, what kind of spurred that where you started to invest in those girls? I mean, I know you're ver- very closely linked still. Mm-hmm. What kind of, what, what fed that into investing in them? In that oh, way? I just, of course, I adored their grandmother, Doris. Uh-huh. I just cherish and treasure Christy and David, uh-huh. and uh, but with the kids, it was just a natural thing. We okay. just we always had done life together. We we were at Christy's high school things. They all came to my girls' middle school and high, everything the kids have done. They've always been there, and so I just started showing up for Allie and Lainey. Okay, and so we were there for birthday parties. I was there for trick or treating, and listen, uh, that was the yeah. word. Did you hear it? Showing up. Yeah. Yes. And you have a phrase about showing up. What is it that it's you say? Get up, dress up, and show up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And why do you think that's important? Well, I, I know how important it is uh, when people have done that in our own lives. Uh-huh. I know the difference that it's made when they didn't show up uh-huh. and the difference it's made in such a, uh, a positive way when they did show up. Yeah. And so... Um, uh, it's important to me. And I know when our girls went through our really hard thing, uh, that was one of the things that we kept telling each other is that each day we have got to get up, dress up, and show up. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. That's good. I love that. Okay, so let's talk about your kids now. Now you have three grandchildren of your own. I do. and But they all live, I mean, how far away are they? An hour? They're an hour and 15 minutes from Ooh, my door to their knows. door. She knows. I do. You I said do. MapQuest told yeah, me, and yeah, I believe yeah, it. Yeah. 
And so um, they're so precious. They're all so cute. I love all their little monogrammed outfits, and they're okay. All... The genius of your daughter naming the second girl the same <laughs> yeah. initials, so you could reuse the outfits. Uh-huh. I mean, moms was... everywhere should do that. that That's was... by design. That is amazing, yeah. amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. But so they're an hour and fifteen away. You and you know, I love. We were talking about before we got on uh, recording about just what a fun life you lead. You know, you're out with coffee with your friends. You go on little trips and things like that. How are you navigating a relationship with them where you're giving them time, but you also have time for yourself, you know, where your life isn't all about them, but you're also available to them? Like kind of what are the guardrails that you've put up or the the posts that have kind of said, hey, this is how I'm making decisions about my time? You know, that's such a great question because the answer to that is really it's seasonal. Okay. It's, 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 it's circumstantial because there have been times in my daughter's lives that they've needed me more and I've had to say no to things that are part of my pattern, part okay. of my rhythm. Uh, so I can have an uh, without reservation yes to them. Okay. So at this point, my girls are 39 and 36, uh, Morgan and Michelle. And uh, throughout the season of parenting them as after they were launched, uh, there were seasons that they needed me more in a different way. Um, and so it's just been circumstantial. And my, my daughters are always my first yes. And my grandchildren are always my first yes. Okay. And so everything that I, that's part of my daily rhythm is, um, it, it works for me until it doesn't. Okay. Until oh, it doesn't. that's good. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, and they, one of the prime examples, I love mom's study. I was involved in mom's study. I helped kind of get that off the ground with Elizabeth Steed and Simone back in the day. And uh, was very involved in, in that. And uh, I was at mom's study one day when Morgan called and, and found out that she had breast cancer. Right. And that was the last time I went to mom's study. Okay. Uh, you know, it just, I stopped that. It was a hard stop for a fresh start to do the next right thing. Okay. Mason was eight months old. And uh, so I needed to do that next thing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that season. And you showed mm-hmm. up for her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. you did. Yeah. yeah. And now she's healthy great. and whole. Yes. Yes, we're great. so thankful. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk to you about grandparenting. One of the things I think that's interesting for us is like, you know, Rebecca and I each have grandparents in our kiddos' lives, and um, you seem to be a very intentional grandmother. How did you make that decision about the level of investment you were going to make in your kiddos. You know, we just see kind of some different ways of doing it. Why did you choose to invest in the way that you have? You know, that's such a great question because I never really gave it any thought to do it any different than what I'm doing. Okay. It just, uh, I knew that I wanted to uh, invest in my, my children and help them as mothers and help their parenting. And uh, I've, knew that I was a season ahead of them. I didn't have all the answers, but I certainly have some. Um, I wanted to continue to um, be available for them. So when they had the easy things and the routine things, that they would include me and involve me. And when they had the hard things or the big things, that they would include and involve me. I just Mm -hmm. didn't want to show up. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just was such a natural thing for me um, and, of course, I adored those kids. There was nothing like 
that grandbaby for the first time. Yeah. I mean, nothing like it. And and I absolutely loved when they came to my house. And that you hear that funny thing about, you know, as grandparents, you could spoil them because you can send them home. Yeah. That is so true. <laughs> I love every single thing about it. And, you know, my girls have some routines and some expectations in their own home. And for most part, 99% of the time, I carry that over at mine. Uh-huh. But sometimes if we're doing something fun and bedtime doesn't happen. Yeah. When they had an expectation that it would, I say, oh, well, you know. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You know, and and sometimes they don't get to eat certain things at home, but they do at Precious House. Yeah. I, I just say dead gum. Yeah. <laughs> well, so ma'am, let's talk about that because I think that's some of the tension that moms feel or just parents in general feel as they navigate with the grandparent. Because it sounds like you're you're walking a pretty like middle road with it. Because some people have grandparents, they send the kids off and it's like all, you know, H E double hockey sticks breaks loose. And they <laughs> They get the kid back and it's like, you know, they have a brand new cavity. They haven't slept in 72 hours. You know, it's like they're disrespectful. Like things can get wheels off. Yeah, that's not going to happen at Precious House. Yeah. No, no. But I think it's hard for a parent sometimes to communicate. And then then probably what the problem is is that they never communicated. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. you know, it would be ideal if or whatever. I just, those things can be really tricky. Have you guys ever, have the girls ever gotten upset when it's like, ma'am, we told you this kid does not drink sugar drinks. And you're like, I'm so sorry. No, no. no. Yeah. And and I don't cross that line to that point. Uh, and, and I stay within their general family boundaries for sure. And plus we've got to remember the teacher in me kicks in. Okay. Yeah. We've got a schedule, we've got a routine, we've got a plan. Yeah. There's centers and sometimes stations and oh my gosh, I rotate through those things. Stations and grandma's there's there's a plan when they come. It's you know, it's it's organized chaos, but it's organized. there's a plan to it. What would you say to grandparents who are kind of just like, well, whatever, I get to do whatever I want. I've raised my kids. These are my grandkids. I get to do whatever I want. What's wow. What's the feedback there? <laughs> well, my thought on that would be uh, I, I wouldn't do anything that would ever put a boundary or a barrier between me and my grandchildren's parents, Okay, and, and especially the parent that's not my child. There's going to be a whole lot more grace, a whole lot more forgiveness, from my own child when it comes to whatever I do as a grandparent. But I always want to um, have a relationship with their husbands where they have, they never question their level of trust with me. They never feel like that they are having to uh, parent in a different way when they get their kids back because of something that happened at my house. You know, there's always that fine line of, you know, uh, my my son-in-law's seem to love and adore me they include me they're kind to me yeah and but but they're not my kids yeah Yeah. and so I always want to you know make sure that whatever I say and do with their with their children um, continues for them to have a level of trust with me to invest in their kids wow that's beautiful that is good moms we want to remind you that our mama check-in is going on right now the mama check-in is our annual survey where we ask you to tell us how you're doing. This survey is linked in our show notes. It's also on our website and our social media. It takes three minutes, but it gives us a chance to hear how you're doing and learn where we can help you. 
Right now, we're creating a resource to help you have intentional conversation with your children on subjects that you may or may not be comfortable talking about. And we want to know where you need help in those conversations. That's part of the survey. So let us know. Are you comfortable talking to your kids about friendships and bullying? Are you comfortable talking about screen and tech? Are you comfortable talking to them about pornography, dating, sex? We need to hear from you so we can create resources that serve you. So complete the mama check-in today. It takes just three minutes and you can click on the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. So like, I think one of the issues too, that comes up is advice solicited or unsolicited. (laughs) Um, I've messed up on both of those. (laughs) How do you navigate that? You know, do, do you wait for them to ask for advice? Are there sometimes you've given advice and you're like, I probably should have kept my mouth shut. What, what's that? I've learned this the hard way. Um, I, I, of course, y'all know I was parenting Morgan, Carrie and I were parenting Morgan and Michelle, and and when he passed away, they were 18 and 22. Right. So they had not launched into adulthood. They were not married. They had not established families. And so um, one had just graduated from Baylor, starting grad school. The other one had just uh, started A&M. And so I was uh, still very much mothering and parenting, financially responsible for them. So I revved up that game to offset the absence of their dad, Mm -hmm. who was pretty much the primary parent in our family. He pretty much had three girls, and I just happened to be the adult one in the family. (laughs) But I, I revved up my game thinking I needed to offset his absence. And so I probably over-mothered, over-parented at that time. We were all such in a fragile grieving state that we just kind of rolled with the flow uh, and then launched again to them, dating the guys that they ended up marrying. Uh, it there 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 was a little tug of war. There was okay. a little pull and take okay. of how much input I was still going to have into their lives, their decisions, and so there have been times that both of my girls have said, "Take a step back." <laughs> And, and we're going to navigate this. And if we do it great, then that's awesome. And if we mess up, then we've messed up. Uh-huh. And, you know, and, and they were always kind about it. But it took a while for me to let go of my end of the tug of war rope of no of feeling like I had input into every um area of their life. Okay, that's good. I, I would look at things and I would think, I, I see what's fixing to happen. Uh-huh. I've got input on this. I feel wise about this. And they would say that that's great, but we're not asking. <laughs> and and so I and so I accepted that. But where I have thought about this because there have been you know, just a handful of things that I've looked at this to think, what's the risk? There's got to be a risk that I'm willing to take to step into something if I feel like it is that important. If I can see something down the road that they're not seeing, Uh that I'm willing to step in, knowing that there's a risk that they may say, we don't want your input. Yeah. Yeah. And you've done it. You've gone ahead and said the thing. I have. I can think of maybe once or twice, and okay. it's rare, and it's so not. Very it's limited. not big. Okay. I mean, it's not life shattering or life threatening, but uh-huh. some things that I think might be an important decision for them to consider, mm-hmm. knowing that there's a risk that they may come back and say, "Thanks, but no thanks." Yeah. yeah. I love the idea that they can, though, because yeah. I think mm-hmm. some kids don't feel like they can say to their parents, grandparents. 
I'm not going to take that advice. So there's such a sense of security and safety there to have somebody that says, I'm going to give you this advice. If you don't take it, it's okay. You're still welcome. I still love you. Absolutely. And so I love the idea that you as a grandparent provide that safe place to say, listen, if I overstep, just tell me because I still want a relationship with you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because those things are going to keep coming up more and more probably as they grow into middle school and teen Mm -hmm. years. You know, I feel like even the things you're saying, we're navigating with high schoolers, you know, in our homes, Rebecca and I have like, when do we say something? When do we (laughs) keep our mouth shut? You know, uh, we have a little, we have more say, I think right now, but um, even still, it's kind of, you're, you're starting to even notice that transition of like, I'm not going to say something every time. Right. Whereas I totally would have when they were five, six, seven. Uh Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, but that's a change for a mama and that can be a challenge. Especially, I think, looking at it from a grandparent's perspective, you're watching your kid raise a kid and you're like, dude, I've done this. Like, if you would just ask me, I would tell you, Uh you know, but choosing to keep your mouth shut so that they can figure it out. It's got to be a little bit of a challenge sometimes. And I'm telling you, it is the most incredible thing to watch your children parent. Uh, both of my girls are absolutely knocking it out of the park. Amazing. They are amazing mothers. They're they're so invested into their marriages first. Mm-hmm. Uh, they adore their husbands and their husbands absolutely adore them. Um, they are so committed to their parenting, intentional parenting. One of my daughters is a full-time working mom. Uh-huh. And my other daughter is a full-time stay-at-home mom, uh-huh. uh, which is a full-time working mother. Correct. just happens to be at home. Correct. Uh, but they both are so, they so pour into all of the uh, aspects of raising their their children in, in a home that loves Jesus they are so committed to their churches and to getting their kid to making sure their kids know that that's a rhythm of their family. Yeah, um, it's this, it's the sweetest thing. It, so that makes this much easier, much easier. I'm yeah. not having to step in and sure um, and offset some really difficult um, things that. Um, don't mix with my value system. Well, yeah. I appreciate you saying yeah. that. I think that's very valid. But I also think just hearing the way that you talk about them creates a really safe place for them to feel like you're cheering them on. You're not looking for them to mess up. You're not looking for, mm. you're looking for them to win. And when you see it, you're you're encouraging them and spotting that. And so, you know, that is so empowering to a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember our favorite pediatrician, when Caleb was little, he ended up passing away, and I really mourned it because uh, I would go see him, and every time before I would leave, he would look at me and say, you are doing a great yeah. job, Mom. Yeah. And that was all I needed. Yeah. I just needed somebody that would just <laughs> yeah. say, you're just, you're doing a yeah. great job. Because you come thinking, you know, you're doing these checkups like, oh, gosh. <laughs> what are they going to find? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, like, is this kid, is he supposed to be doing something that he's not doing? Yeah. Or, you know, if I miss something. And for him just to stop and look at me and say, you're doing a great job, Mom. What I, a gift. It was a treasure. Yeah. It was an absolute treasure. It makes me think of that quote, people remember our words long after we ever forgot we ever said them. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if you probably asked him, you know, later on, you know, he wouldn't, it, it wouldn't have been as significant to him as it was to you. Right. Yes, right. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I agree right. with that. So, you know, one of the reasons that we really connected with you early on was your intentional mothering. I think that was something that really drew Jenny and I to joining the group because it was like, 
hey, yeah, we want to know about that. Um, you know, for me, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so I didn't have somebody modeling some of the things that you were teaching. And I knew like, hey, if I'm going to learn this, I've, I've got to get with somebody ahead of me that can show me how do I teach responsibility in my home? How do I teach generosity? How do I teach kindness? And you walked us through those things. And it really feels like you have adopted that same idea in grandparenting, where you're an intentional grandparent. And so I would just love to hear from you. What are some of the ways that you're doing that? What are some of the rhythms that you've set or markers where it's kind of like, we keep these things in place so I stay intentional as a grandparent? Gosh, that's a great question. And, and so let me think about that. One of the things that I, I do is my home is always open to those kids. Okay. I have a, a, a sign in the front of my house and it says, may all who enter feel welcome and all who leave feel blessed. And that's the first thing you see. And my grandkids read that. They love that as they're running in the door and uh, w- with big hugs and running out the door with laughter. It's just, that's just the, the climate that I want to create in my home. Um, I have a room upstairs. It's just a small little office space that has turned into the grandkids' rooms and it's got uh it's got a, a yardstick thing that measures them, so they always love to come and get measured. It's got their artwork hanging up. I've got the scriptures that they've memorized throughout different seasons of different pressure camps or different times that they've been at my house. They've got their Bible studies that each of them have a little journal, and when they're there, we'll go upstairs and read the next little devotional, and they'll write in their journal. And of course, Mason does more than what the babies do. Sure. The, the babies, five and three. Um, but... It, it, one of the things that I do and started out early with them is we do pressure camp. Yes. And uh, Mason and uh, this last one we did was S2 squared. S, what was it? It's S squared E. Okay. And it was sports, space, and engineering. Oh. And so we did 10 You're days. You're teaching engineering Well, to your no, but I know people that are engineers. I don't even, I didn't even know how to spell engineering to contact my friend <laughs> to say, can you meet with Mason? But you brought in a mm-hmm. guest speaker. Well, she does. No, we went on a field trip. <laughs> she does the sports, and she'll bring in like a football player kid to play with him. Yeah, it's the best. But I contacted Brent Donham, who's the Dr. Donham's the dean of the engineering department at A uh, and M Commerce, and so we took a field trip, and he had a whole, he had I a know. half a day. I want to be one of your plans. And we went over there, and, and he took Mason to all the different areas of engineering, just introduced him to all these different options for engineering, and um, it was just wonderful. And then we went to uh, Houston and spent the night and went to NASA for the space part of that. But for sports, I do. I'll contact kids at the high school and get someone to come do conditioning camps for him in the morning. And uh, we'll do football and baseball. And I've got great kids that will play basketball with him and just do camps with him. And Because he loves that, and I want him to continue to want to come to my house. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, whatever his interests are at the time, and this year it just happened to have been engineering, so I added that and, and again, had to get outside help. Um, I had another neighbor that that uh, I, he's an engineer, and he bought the whole set of popsicle sticks and glue and talked Mason through the engineering of building a bridge that would sustain so much weight. And so the engineer built one, Mason built one. Then they had a contest to see which was going to hold the most weight, and and that we never were able to break the bridges. I mean, they both sustained, you know. That's awesome. So Mason, yes, it, and so, you know, that's one thing. And with I do pressure camp with them, and... Um, we 
we do scripture memory together. It's so funny because when Palmer doesn't want to go to sleep at night, she'll FaceTime and she'll say, Precious, you do want to do scripture together? <laughs> and her mom and dad are laying in bed going, oh my gosh, how do you say no to that? Right. No, and you so cannot we'll, memorize mm-hmm. scripture with your grandparents. No. Yeah. And so we uh, will go through the scripture and, and Perry will do the same thing. And there's a little song that we've sing together every time we're on our way to church that's one thing is when they're with me we go to church yeah and um we continue to do that whether parents are with us or not um so there's a little song that we sing on our way to church you know just yeah that's really precious listen what you said about remember we just did the launching interview with Susan and she talked about one of the things that parents can do is introduce their kids to people and professions yeah as Mm -hmm. their launching kids are getting ready to think about what they want to do with their life. I never mm-hmm. thought about it from a grandparent perspective yeah. that you probably actually know people doing all those mm-hmm. jobs yeah. that you could invite to invest in your grandkids. Yeah, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Because I think some grandparents might hear this and they're like, oh my God, because you have a teaching background. And so a lot of that stuff, some of the centers and some yeah. of those things come very naturally to you. Because I mean, for me too, like that sounds mm-hmm. like my dream grandparenting mm-hmm. situation. Um, even still with my kids, like that's how I like to bond with them is us Create doing centers. some kind of, <laughs> we're learning something together. Like really, like I really do enjoy that. Um, that was my favorite part. I think of having kids in my home was getting to teach them at home and create mm-hmm. lessons. And so, like, I still have all that stuff cause I just cannot get rid of it, you know, cause I loved it so much. But for grandparents who maybe that isn't their like natural instinct mm-hmm. is to kind of do that thing. I think there are still are so many opportunities oh based on what you're saying. Yes. Like I, every you, time my kids come to town, we got to have prospects. Okay. We got to have, we, and we'll sit in the, the floor and we may sit there for an hour, but they always get books and puzzles from there. Okay. We go to, when they were younger, we went to library story time. Okay. You know, there's so many things. Well, and like when I see you interacting with your grandkids, you're doing a lot of things that seem like they're giving you joy too. Oh. Like when you bake with the girls, yes, you know, baking with I, the bow. every time you put a picture of you baking with that girl mm-hmm. on social, it like my, my, my chest gets heavy and I get hives because I'm like, she's letting her crack an egg all by herself. <laughs> yeah. And she's two. And yeah. I would never have let my kids do that. You know, yeah. you're so good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, the, it's the grandmother part that my cup of care about mess is empty. I don't care, you know. I mean, I've got the time and I've got the bandwidth to to fix whatever is broken or messed up, and um, and have a much more time and patience than their own mothers do with them doing that kind of thing. Yeah, with all they have going on. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that baking with a bow. <laughs> They're so cute. And I bet, I mean, is she five by now? I bet she she's just like, turned five. She knows how be... to crack an egg like an oh, expert. Yeah, I tell you, she can cook breakfast. Yeah. Ma'am, yeah. that's so mm-hmm. much fun. Yes. Well, and that's a that's a gift to send back to the parents of like, she knows how to, yeah. she wants to make cupcakes and she knows how. That's Bam. right. Yeah, that's just right. go ahead. Yes. Yeah, that's really sweet. Um, so I, I think the next thing I wanted to ask you about is, you know, you, you do pressy camp. Um, and for me, I have grandparents that are involved in that way. Like summers can be long with kids and it is such a blessing when they will say, Hey, well, I'll take them for a week or I'll take mm-hmm. them. You know, my mm-hmm. parents are all retired. And so they have that right. opportunity. Um, what would you say to grandparents who don't necessarily have that kind of a bandwidth or don't feel like they can take the kids for a whole week and right. do a camp set up like mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. And, and, and again, that's, that's my bent. That's my, I, I enjoy that. I, I have professionally, I did, 
you know, was in the teaching profession for 34 years. And I, I kept all my resources. So I've got all that stuff. But I have, I have friends who don't. And so one thing is, I have friends who will come to me and say, I want to do that. Can you give me your stuff? I'm sure I've got lesson plans and it's all years. Yeah. And I've got bins in my garage of everything that we've done through the year. So I can just pull out a bin and it's got whatever that camp was for that year. Uh, but the other part of that, it doesn't matter what you do. It matters that you do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter whether it's 10 days or whether it's two days. Yeah. Or two hours. Yeah. It's just whatever time that you do pour into them is time that you pour into them. Yeah. And it's not the amount of time, but it's what you do during that time. And it's the fact that you don't have your cell phone. I, I, I disconnect to connect with them when they're there. I, I don't respond to text. I, you know, I, I stay connected so if their parents need us, they could get us. Sure. But um, for the most part, I am all in with those kids. Mm. And um, because, you know, I just know the difference it makes. Yeah. I know the difference it makes. Yeah. It does make a difference. So like you have your scriptures here that you're working on with the kids. I love that. I love looking across at you and seeing these, all these great little handwritten things. No, this is amazing. So tell me, you know, how do you pray for your grandkids? Mm -hmm. What, what scriptures are you working on with them? Like, as we think about spiritual development as a grandparent, what are you doing there? You know what, that, that's a great question because it, uh, for me, has just had to it. It didn't. I didn't stop doing with my girls, but I just transferred what I was doing for praying for my children, and just let that bleed over to praying for their families. Okay, I I prayed for their marriages. Um, you know, I just I just stormed the gates of heaven when my girls got married that they would be in healthy marriages uh, with guys that had the same. Um, character and integrity that their dad had um, so that they uh, would be able to um, have families that that love Jesus and that would run to him because you know when um, we we went through our our tragedy with Carrie my greatest fear was that my girls would say this is doesn't look like a good good father mm. it doesn't feel nothing about this feels right yeah we can't see any purpose in this and my biggest uh, grip was that my girls would uh, in some form or fashion walk away from their faith mm. and so my depth of prayer for praying for my daughters changed its trajectory during that season I had prayed for them before but never like I did at that time mm-hmm. okay. and so that laid a foundation for intentional daily seeking his face and his throne for peace and presence and provision in their lives. And then it transferred to them as a married couple with their husbands. And it was just a natural thing then to flow into their families and then to start praying for their pregnancies. And um, because we know what miscarriage looks like in our family and we know um, what that can do to a family. Uh, We know what... uh, a late losing of an adoption looks like and how hard that is. Yeah. Uh, so I just know what praying for those children even before they're here looks like. And so it just was a natural thing to go ahead and pray for them. Most of my prayers with those grandkids are, again, it's seasonal for whatever season they're in, and it's scripture. And so I was looking through my Bible and, and to prepare for this, and 
I just have these sticky notes that are in my Bible, and it has their names at the top. And at one point, it was, let your eyes look straight ahead, fix your gaze directly before you, make level paths for your feet, and take only the ways that are firm. Don't swerve to the right or the left. And this was the, that's the scripture that was on the back of Mason's t-shirt for Pressure camp this last summer. When okay. we And we wore that shirt when we went to NASA. And I had people stopping going, oh my goodness, we can we get that shirt? <laughs> sure. <laughs> but that was a scripture that I've been praying for all three of the grandkids since last June. Of course, Mason's almost 10. And so I really am praying that his eyes look straight ahead. And at one point I found the scripture and this was from Mason Palmer and Perry. It says, I guide you in the ways of wisdom and I lead you along straight paths. And when you walk your steps, they will not be hampered. And then I, um, since March of 2015, I have in my Bible, it's called My Determined Purpose. And I found three scriptures. At the time, I was really deep into studying Colossians chapter 3. And so I found uh, my determined purpose every single day was to do these three things. And just through the years, through March 15th, through this year, I've just dated every time I've pulled this back out and recommitted to what my determined purpose is. And I pray these things over my grandchildren wow. and, and have for, for years. So really throughout my Bible, wherever I read scripture that is something I want to pray about them, I will write it on a sticky note, stick it on that page and pray through that with my with my grands. I love it. It's really cool to be sitting across from you and see it. And I think, you know, as a mom that's not in this stage yet, I think you're giving me the gift of a um, really intentional future with my kids as um, parents. So I'm so thankful that you would take the time to just let us have a peek into what you're doing um, in just such an authentic way so that we can we can envision that kind of a future yeah. for ourselves, um, you know, that we have that kind of example. I think, too, I love what you said about I'd always prayed for my kids, but then when the crisis happened, it changed my prayer. I think oh. sometimes as moms... You know, I'm in the launching stage with a senior, and I look back and go, man, I should have been praying harder all along. Yeah. Uh-uh. But it's almost yeah. like God takes us through this journey, and every once in a while, he peeks us and goes, right. okay, lean in harder right. here. Right. That's yeah. exactly right. And you obey, and you do. Mm-hmm. And there will come another day where something else will happen, and I'll go, oh, I wish I'd prayed more, but yeah. I'll lean mm-hmm. in and do. But the key to that is you've had steady rhythm of prayer, and so it's like Psalms 1. Your roots are planted deep by the living water and your your roots are deep into him and so when the next thing comes that you need to rev up you're not starting from scratch that's good you've got a you've got a foundation laid that's good and you've got that relationship with him and and uh, so for our moms listening i would say do exactly what marcia's talking about create a rhythm yeah and it may not be a perfect rhythm and you may have moments where you're like i haven't done that in a while but every time you feel the prompt of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, rev up. I like what you said. Right. Just rev up. Yeah. Get back in there. Mm-hmm. And again, it's seasonal. You know, there there have been times when, and, and my very favorite thing right now is when people say, well, how's everything going? I said, it's an ordinary day. You know, we know what not ordinary days look like yeah. that have been hard. Yeah. And so I love ordinary days. Yes, ma'am. I love it when, you know, we're just... 
you know, there's, it's just an ordinary day. And those are ordinary prayers. There's a lot of Thanksgiving. There's a lot of gratitude and sometimes they're not even spoken. It's just that spirit connection, the Holy Spirit connection of just being grateful for the present. Yes. You know, it's just an ordinary day. Hey, you have a quote you say about may all those who come behind me find me faithful. Yes, How, yes, what is that yeah. whole thing? Well, it's a song. I think Steve Green uh, sang it a long time ago, and I end every time I speak with this uh, because that is the desire of my heart. And I, I claim that scripture that says he'll give you the desire of your heart, and mine is, Obey all who come behind me find me faithful. May the spark of my devotion light their way. May the footprints that I lead lead them to believe, and the life I live inspire them to obey. Oh, may all who come behind me find me faithful. And that's good. That's, that's good. Yeah. I just have to say, sitting on the other side of watching you be faithful all these years, those words ring true mm-hmm, of you. Mm-hmm. So I have tears in my eyes considering. I can't imagine where I would be as a mother and a follower of Christ without your example. So thank you. That makes me teary. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for leaning in when it got hard. Thank you for being steady. Thank you for being creative in the way that you parent and grandparent and letting us see it because it is blessing us as we go. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Marsha. Thank Thank you for your time today. You are a blessing. Well, the only thing I want to add before we close is for grandparents who feel like they don't have something innate in them to share but want to be invested, we can do nothing about our heritage. We can't do anything that that was given up to us, but we can do everything about our legacy. Mm. And so every single thing that you do, small, large, whatever it is, at just as if with your foundation of faith, do that. Wow. Do things about your legacy because it's the generational things that are coming ahead. Yes, that's beautiful. Good word. Yes. yes. Thank you. All right, moms, we love you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. We're so glad you joined us for the Mind Your Motherhood season on the Gather Moms podcast. This episode wraps up that season. Hey, if there was an episode that resonated with you or that you know would bless a mom in that season, would you share that episode with her? We're going to take a small podcast break, but we will be back with a new season. So check your socials and refresh on Mondays. We'll be back soon.